Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. And today we are going to talk about the fear dance. And the fear dance is most likely what you um, play, that dance that you dance in most of your relationships, uh, even your friendships, as well as obviously, especially your romantic relationships. And that fear dance is where we're basically focusing on complaining or describing um, every hurtful thing or everything we don't like about our partner or a friend, right? So um, Katie doesn't like Heather's um, this. Katie complains about this. Heather complains about this about Katie. Um, You know, uh, gosh, Joe doesn't like it when his wife Susan does this. Susan doesn't like it when Joe does this or says this. And what it's, it's really going nowhere. Okay. It's, I'm going to complain about her handling of money, his handling of money. I'm going to complain about the way he gives the kids baths, the way she gives the kids baths. I'm going to complain about whatever it is that you have issues in your relationship. But here's the thing. Discussions like this go nowhere. They just lead to where? Frustration and anger and disappointment. And they basically keep this fear dance going. So there's a better way to do this, a much better way. And I'm going to give you some steps today to take back this control of your emotions and reactions to life. Okay, but what what you're going to have to remember is that this isn't easy, right? It's not. And, but one day, again, you know, how many times have I said it? Change, um, people change and do the work when it's harder to stay the same. And that's the bottom line, not until. And so, um, hopefully, if you're not ready yet, if you're ready to stay in frustration and anger and disappointment, then what you will do is stay here. And what I want you to understand is that the longer you stay here, the longer you live um, missing out on life and everything that you deserve, desire, and dream of, including that, obviously, the relationship, because the relationship is the number one factor in your life that really does determine um most of the rest of your life, that what there's five big areas, finances, career, health, relationships, and your connection to something greater. And when your relationships are in disarray, when they're full of anger and disappointment and frustration, you're pretty much disappointed in, in some way in most other areas of your life. Because why? Where do you spend the most time? In your relationship. And so that energy that you're creating within that relationship is emitting out into all the other areas of your life. Your health suffers. Your bank account might suffer. Maybe you're overspending because you're so um, disappointed. Your work suffers. You can't concentrate when you're on work if you're fighting with your partner or spouse. I mean, there's just... So I'm not sure when you're going to get here. I hope you're to the point. Um, so let me tell you, first of all, what number one is you need to start taking control of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And when you focus your attention on what the other person is doing, you take away your power. You make yourself weak. You see, you're, you're trying to control things that you cannot control. And for that reason, guess what? It's an exercise in total futility, inefficiency, and ineffectiveness. It never works. You know what? Look at your life right now. Has it ever worked to concentrate and try to control what somebody else is doing and saying? Never, ever, ever, ever. And that is the biggest one of the biggest issues I see with people, massive control. And when they come to me and they and I explain to them to let the process happen here, just just please, 
they, they'll one minute they're okay and then the next minute they're freaking out why because they're losing control control of what control of the other person control of the relationship control of being in control and I have to ask them what do you fear what are you fearing right now but they don't answer the question they do not answer the question they just keep telling me how bad they feel I'm gonna ask it again what what are you fearing of course I go through things but you know so it's not easy you but you got to get to the crux of you know what you fear which we'll get to in a minute but really it comes to you have to really be more of effective at learning how to stop trying to take control of something you cannot actually control when you focus on yourself rather than the other person you increase your odds of being able to enjoy some impact and influence over the relationship and that's the truth okay um you know basically you know, you can't control when a button is pushed, okay? But you can control how you react to it. That's the key, okay? See, it's always about let's, what can I change in, um, in my partner? No, okay? See, you and I have the same choice to make, and our choice will largely determine whether we're going to be happy in a relationship and satisfied or fragile, disappointed, right? So, um... You have to take personal responsibility for how you think and respond when when our fear buttons get pushed. That's the bottom line. By nature, by nature, most of us want to blame those who upset us. We work so hard to try to change them, you know, how they treat us, or we try to change the outcomes. We attempt to manipulate things, um, you know, to force them to quit pushing our buttons or to force things to go our way. But then guess what happens? We've only now succeeded at uh, what? Pushing the other at the partner's fear button. We've only um, accelerated the fear dance. And we find out, what do we, what do we end up? Feeling hurt, abused, estranged, lonely. And another relationship takes a tragic turn for the worse. Wherever you're standing in life right now, wherever you are in your relationships is nothing other than a conglomeration of, just like I've talked about in life, of choices you are making over and over every single day. You are not standing in the relationship you're standing because you've decided to let go of control, because you've decided to stop manipulating, because you've decided not to say, I'm going to take care of my side of the street. I'm going to face my fears. I'm going to heal those fears. I'm going to heal this. And I'm going to show up as somebody different in my own relationship. I'm going to stop trying to control things I can't control. I'm going to stop running when things feel too hard. I'm going to actually face reality. Yeah. And I know it's not easy. But you do run out of time. I, I know I, I really hate telling you that, but you do. Sometimes it's because of age and sometimes it's because, like my mother, you go to the grocery store and on the way, somebody decided to drink at, you know, noon and run a stop sign and kill you. Or how many people die, they just literally walk out the door and something happens. How many die, they have a heart attack. Think about all the people that you know. Maybe you don't know many. I know a lot that just drop dead. You know, I, I could go on about how many I know, but I'm not. I think you get the gist. So you're wasting time. Time is precious. Time is everything. I can't make you stop wasting it, but I'm hoping to give you some more insight today into, you know what, that, that personal responsibility is going to require you to take a hard look at your side of the equation. You know, you know, you might say, you know what, my fear button just got pushed. Um, no, normally I would run away, withdraw, or try to 
you know, um, control it, even though it, it does nothing. But this time, I'm going to res take responsibility for how I act. I'm not going to try to manipulate. I'm not going to try to um, act in ways, you know, that I'm going to get this other person to act. No, I'm going to basically take control of what? My thoughts, my feelings, and my reactions. That is the key. Okay? And no, it's not easy. So when you take responsibility for your buttons... You need to start asking yourself, when I reacted this way, I wonder where that was coming from. See, you're in charge of what's behind the button and the button, okay? So, if you can understand that, um, if you can fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, Think about things that are pure and lovely and honestly admirable and um, the things that you love, the morals and the values that you love in your partner instead of thinking about everything that you hate. You could start softening your perspective. You can start softening your response, right? See, <clears throat> you are emphatically and I mean emphatically not at the mercy of those who push your buttons you do not you are in control of how you react they are not in control okay you do not have to give them the power to determine what you think or what you do you must take control of yourself not them see there are people that remain childishly and I mean childishly dependent unnecessarily needy and forever at the mercy of anyone willing to take care of them. See, now you could maybe be um, celebrating your 25th birthday or your 85th birthday, and you can still choose to take care of yourself. You can choose to be you, the power of one, because the power of one creates a powerful couple of two, and that is the truth. See, it's not the traffic that makes you angry. It's how you respond to the traffic. It's not the traffic. It's how you're responding to the traffic. Contrast your life. You're in traffic and you're bitch. Oh my God, I'm going to be late. I can't believe this. What the hell's going on? What's going on up there? Blah, blah, blah. And then you drive by and go, oh, I'm glad I'm not the person that's on that stretcher, that gurney that's at, that doesn't look um, like they're breathing. Oh, I'm glad I don't have the flat tire. Uh, you know, contrast it. You know what? How about this? I'm really grateful I'm in traffic today because that means I'm alive. And while I'm in traffic today, I'm going to listen to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you because I can learn things today while I'm in traffic. Yes! That's how you live a great life. Okay? You know, you have the ability, the ability to break the fear dance, to break, you know, to stop the reactions. But you're going to have to do some work, okay? Don't give others, number three, don't give others the power to control your feelings. You will never know real freedom in your relationships if you insist on letting others control how you feel and what you do with those feelings. That's the bottom line. Freedom and responsibility are merely, what, two sides of the same coin. That's what it is, okay? That's it. So... Imagine yourself in a power struggle, a conflict, and this conflict is really making you upset. Well, what can you do? 
Well, if you want to remain powerless, you let the other person determine how you feel, right? And how you react. You rant, you rave, you demand, you bully, hoping to get your way. Or you, or another w w way that people respond is they withdraw, they run away, they shut down, right? And, and, and nothing's going to happen. Same treatment, same, 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 same reactions over and over are going to keep you in the fear dance. Nothing changes. Right. But if you can start taking personal responsibility for how you feel for your and, you know, um, your part of the power struggle. Guess what? The game can end really quick because when you drop the rope, if you're playing you're, because you're in tug of war, you know, and I love tug of war. I've talked about this before, but you're so you're playing tug of war and you just say, I'm not playing this. I am dropping the rope. Guess what? That means then. The game's over. So why don't you choose to drop the rope? You know, it's like when I talk about the drama trial triangle, the rescuer, the victim, the perp uh, perpetrator. What happens? How do you get out of the game? Somebody has to stop being a victim. No more victims can be on the board because then there's no one to rescue and no one to persecute. You got to take responsibility for yourself. Same thing. Just drop the rope. Don't let make others happy. Stop. That's number four. In a successful relationship marriage, both partners meet their own needs and their partner's needs. Okay? You've got to understand that. It, it, you have to, It's not about voids. Okay? You see, if your partner needs a hug, you give the hug. But if you need a hug, you can give yourself a hug too. You know, it's, it's, it's something that means you have to heal. It, that's what that means. You have to learn how to love yourself. You cannot love another and be in a healthy relationship until you fully love yourself. And that's the truth. You know, um, we often call, you know, uh, you guys, you, you know, people call them needs. And which I have explained many times also that, you know, in, in relationships that are unhealthy, they're not healthy needs, they're voids. And the, the, um, a void is the healthy need that wasn't fulfilled in childhood that becomes a void. And you're looking for other people to um, fill them. And I've also heard other relationship therapists, coaches, guides call them wants, right? So... Because no one can meet all your needs. The only person that can meet all your needs is really is God. Okay, so if you depend on a partner to meet your needs, you set yourself up for trouble. Yes, they can meet a lot of them, you know, but no, not all of them, right? Because then that becomes, if you're looking for them to fill your voids, meet all of your wants, you know, it's, <clears throat> you're in trouble, right? It's becoming a codependent relationship. You know, your fulfillment is, you know, for your, all of these voids and everything is not the job of someone else. Okay? Neither marriage, neither a relationship, nor any other human relationship makes one whole out of two halves. Okay? So when you expect a human relationship to turn your half into a whole, you are in trouble. Because what happens is you believe that this other flawed person will make up for your personal deficiencies and that will not true is not true they can't 
do two unhappy people normally form one happy couple? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but that's basically what you're, what we believe is going to happen. Two unhealthy, unhealed people are going to somehow form one happy couple because the unhappy person within themselves is going to make the other unhappy person happy and they're yeah no why because because you're each looking to each other to make each other happy and it's impossible and then it gets even worse no one can make you happy not a partner not a spouse not a friend not a boss not a neighbor not your pastor not your priest nobody not your rabbi you okay and i know like you're like heather um how do you do it well <laughs> many ways healing really healing 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 is a journey healing is a journey um become the ceo of your life become the owner of your life become the person in charge of your life right um basically you have to become a whole person who feel who expects you know um who is capable of responsibility you know, but you don't accept that responsibility as functioning as a child. I've talked about the parent, the adult, and the child in the relationship. <clears throat> you have to be the adult. When people take responsibility for themselves, they become empowered adults. I'm constantly talking about making empowered choices and being an empowered adult. That's what is so important. You know, when you realize that your own thoughts and reactions are yours, and when you stop giving others the power over your thoughts, you become an adult. A child is a person who remains completely dependent on others and blames others for their emotions or success. An adult is someone who is no longer a child. So an adult, what does that mean by definition? They take re personal responsibility. Okay, well, what does that mean? It means um, accepting the job of an adult. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you refuse to take personal responsibility, if you reject yourself, then in effect, you're refusing to become an adult. Okay, so um, I'm not sure when you're ready, going to be ready to do that. I, I don't know. Um, but the thing that you have to understand is that if you stay, remain a child, your relationships will remain unhealthy, toxic, dysfunctional, unsatisfying, right? Okay. Um, sometimes, you know, you keep growing. You keep growing, growing, growing. Well, I started my healing journey, you know, oh God, what am I, 52? whatever it was, 27 years ago, you know, I keep evolving. I still evolve. I still learn. But I'm curious. And I, I, I never want, I want to keep, I want to keep evolving. I want to keep um, being enlightened. I want to transcend. I love not just being an adult, but being a spiritual human being. I love being in touch with the spiritual side of me, God within me. I love knowing that I am and have a higher being in me that is here to guide me. I love that because that is the side of me I'm in touch with every day. And most experienced 
especially if my buttons are getting pushed. That is when I'm really in touch with my higher being. I will talk to myself again. I've said this before in third person, Heather. Is it really worth saying what you would like to say? Is it worth, what are you feeling right now? Where is that feeling coming from? What is it that you're fearing? And my, and my God, I've been doing this for what, 26 years? I mean, come on. We're humans. We're spiritual beings living a human experience. Not human beings living a spiritual experience, right? You've heard that before. So what you got to do is when you're reacting as a human being, you got to get back in touch with the spiritual side. And that's not easy, right? Because we forget that we are actually spiritual beings living a human existence. So um, when you can leave childhood behind and become an adult, there are great uh, rewards to reap. Not just in relationships in every area of your life. You know, reframes, the reframing from the negative to the positive is huge, okay? You can you can start to see the silver linings in everything. You know, um, somewhere, I, I read a quote once in the New Testament, something, but he said it was in the New Testament, right? Whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. And I wrote that down. I have several quotes written on my whiteboard. But whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. And I see that. I do see that. But again, it took me a long time to get here. But it's not, you won't get there if you um, stay stuck in your thoughts. And you're, you know, in your controlling ways and your manipulation, manipulation tactics and fighting the fear dance and all of it, you know. And again, I know that um, where it comes from. I know the programming. I know when it starts. I know how it works. I know how to heal it. But you won't get to this place until it's harder to stay the same than change. You know, um, and you need help. You do. You need help because it's not easy. You didn't get here overnight. You're not going to get here overnight. So one of the things that the first thing you can do is identify the conflict. Okay. So if you can think of a recent conflict, argument, negative situation, I don't know, with your partner or even a friend, um, coworker, something that pushed your buttons, think, I want you to think about how you were feeling. You know, and most likely you thought, oh, if only, if only you would stop saying or doing blank, I would not be so upset. So, um, think about what you were feeling. Uncomfortable, confused, worried, disgusted, resentful, bitter, angry, miserable, uh, frightened, anxious, I don't know, <sighs> disappointed, um, you know, and then I want you to, you know, how did it make it, you feel about yourself? You, you know, what did the conflict say about you and your feelings, right? Um, see, now behind that, there's going to be um, a fear, okay? So let's say that you felt rejected, which is a big one. The other person doesn't want me or need me is basically what you're thinking. I'm not necessary in this relationship. I feel unwanted and rejection is huge. Now, 
If you respond from a place of fear of rejection, there can be many different responses. People pleasing, anger, running away, um, so many. What about um, abandonment? The abandonment issue, the fear of abandonment. Oh, this person's gonna leave me. I'm gonna be left alone to care for myself. The other person won't be committed to me for life. Again, more people pleasing, manipulation, control, um, anger, how you react, you know, like a failure, helpless. So um, next podcast, I'm gonna go over really this a lot, but what you need to understand is none of those reactions and buttons are gonna change until you start taking control. And saying no more. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to. I want to. I, I want to stop this. If you um, are ready for help, click the link in my um, um, in the show notes and sign up for a clarity call. Um, I'm going to be offering a marriage boot camp here soon. Actually, not marriage relationship. It's going to be the relationship rescue. Every relationship begins with you boot camp. And I'm putting it together right now. And I'm just deciding on how long, what if I'm gonna do it as a weekend boot camp, or if I'm gonna do it, you know, and you can come as a couple, you can come as an individual, you can um, come with a friend, right? Sometimes it's fun to do these things with friends, but no matter what, you better, you, you wanna come. Because to continue to live the way you're living is just not fair to you, your partner, your children, or anybody that interacts with you. But if you're ready now, click the link um, in the notes and set up a free clarity call and let's get you living the life you dream of and deserve. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.